0: every show is a dose of inspiration this is success profiles radio and now here's your host brian k wright
1: Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll introduce my guest momentarily, and I promise this is going to be a fun and informative hour. It's going to be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone sites With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. That's B-R-I-A-N, phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Lately, I've been thinking about the idea of asking for what you want. One of the reasons for this is because I've been listening to an audio for the book, The Aladdin Factor by Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield, both of whom have been on my show. It's about this very topic, the power of asking for what you want. It may seem simple, but the truth is a lot of people don't ask for what they want because they may have self-limiting beliefs around whether or not people want to help or even that we don't feel like we deserve the help that we want. We won't reach our highest levels of success without the cooperation of others. And that frequently does involve asking for something. So ask yourself today what you want to accomplish and who you need to help you. Then ask, be specific, and ask someone who is actually capable of granting your request. You will be so glad you did. And before I forget, if you've not picked up my latest book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. It features some of the best interviews from this show, and this particular volume, Volume 2, features Kevin Harrington, Dan Locke, Chris Powell, Brad Sugars, and so many more. What a fantastic grab for you. It's 99 cents on Kindle, and the paperback version is available there, too, along with Volume 1. So grab either one of them or both. I would be very happy if you did. You'll enjoy it very, very much. So with all this in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest, and his name is Michael Bonanno. Let me tell you about him. Michael is the CEO of Virtual Support Solutions and has over 20 years of executive leadership experience. He has a proven track record and system for converting dental practices into high-revenue-generating offices. He has co-owned several successful dental practices and is an expert at providing dentists with the tools and support they need to achieve their goals. Michael's passionate about helping dentists create predictably predictably profitable practices. He's created exclusive programs to bring game-changing technology to the dental industry nationwide as well as to Canada and Australia and while a lot of the things we're gonna be talking today are very specific to the dental industry it's applicable to just about any industry that you can possibly imagine including yours so we're going to talk about a lot today so here we are with my very special guest Michael Bonanno Michael how are you today welcome to the show
2: Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing great, and glad to be spending some time with you.
1: Absolutely, this is going to be a lot of fun. So, the first question I normally ask is: Did you envision early in your life that you would be where you are right now?
2: I would say I had an idea, but I didn't. Uh, I couldn't say that i that I thought it would become the reality that it is.
1: Hmm. So, how did it all begin for you? What were you doing prior to what you're doing now? Sure. So. Um, Let's see.
2: I grew up, uh, I guess my first job was at Target, actually. I love that. I can still smell the popcorn when you walk into Target, although I haven't been to Target for quite some time now. Yes. Um, and then went into the limousine business. So, you know, chauffeur transportation, providing worldwide uh, transportation to B-level executives and talent in, in Los Angeles and then came to Arizona about 19 years ago. Built a worldwide network of limousine operators here, and then uh, got into the dental industry. Bought and sold a couple of very successful practices, and then created Virtual Support Solutions, which, as you shared in my bio, is very has been very dental specific. But honestly, we've begun to open it up to general businesses. Business. Businesses have similar needs, and so uh, we've provided some and created some solutions for general businesses
1: as well. Yeah, and and some of those types of general businesses might be doctors, lawyers, general contractors, remodelers, that kind of thing, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. One of our, I just actually speaking with a new customer recently, um, we just took the first couple of calls for his handyman business uh, this weekend so that was very cool it's always great that those new customers are reaching the you know the companies last month one of our companies missed 102 telephone calls and 51 percent of those calls missed by their company that rolled to our company were new customers
1: wow that yes. is significant yes isn't it that is significant. So you've been an entrepreneur for a long time, Michael. How did you decide to do that? Was it in your family or, or are you the outlier?
2: Uh, outlier. Yeah, my, my family, uh, I think I'm the first probably business owner in my family. Mm, that's yeah. interesting.
1: So how did you decide to pivot from working for someone else to owning your own show?
2: I always share with people I'm not employable.
1: <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm like, you know, uh, honestly, I really am such a contributor to humanity. I want everyone to win. I want people to live a life they love. And I love being the source of that. And, um, you know, really, um, that's always been my thing. And I think also, you know, the educational factor plays a role. I was never one for traditional education and, uh, you know, really got a start on being an entrepreneur early on and then allowed that and men, great mentors and and, um, you know, to to contribute
1: to me and and help get where we are today, really. Absolutely. So you you own several dental practices. To be clear, you are not and have not been a dentist. You simply owned the practices, right? That's
2: right. So I partnered with a dentist um, you know, my ed- I dropped out in ninth grade. I went to get my GED at 26 years old because somebody in my life at that time inspired me to do that. I have this thing. My entire company knows our second core value is inspiration, right? And um, I'm very much don't be here because you're obligated, but be here because you're inspired, and uh, so at 26, I was inspired to get my GED. I did that. I'm glad I did. But again, just like high school or or traditional education for me, um, I don't think much about it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm in my day to day business and I work with some of the most amazing people on the planet. And um, and it didn't take, you know, a traditional education to cause, you know, you know to do that.
1: Wow. That's absolutely fantastic.
2: So. Um, what, now, what? I I, I want to share. I do value traditional education, right? Yes. Many members of my team. I mean, my, I mean, my CEO, my husband is, uh, you know, in his doctorate program now. We have uh, our senior leadership team is very uh, educated. But personally, for me, it was it was just entre- entrepreneurial from selling Jolly Ranchers at five years old, probably eight years wow. older.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. So, how did you decide to pivot from owning dental practices to providing administrative support for dental practices?
2: Well, one of the things that I always was wondering is why dentists? So, in, before owning the practices, I flipped underperforming practices for about five years. And one of the things that continuously came up is well, how did Susie become your office manager? And it was, well, Susie's been here the longest or Susie presents the treatment plan. And so I was thinking, so Susie really does not have any clue about what it looks like to generate a business to capacity or to save on overhead or to, you know, what indicators Susie should be tracking to, you know, really have the results we're committed to having be produced, right? What gets Mm -hmm. tracked, you know, what gets measured gets improved, right? And then how do you, Determine which to measure, right? And so, at any rate, um, my business partner, you know, we, we partnered to do something else on a hill big, and um, after our second practice, we we're doing very well. And you know, we went, our first practice came from about five hundred to about two point one million in, in say four years, wow. and so. Um, you know, but I really wanted 100 practices, to be honest with you. If I'm waking up, I'm playing a big game, a game worthy of my time, a game worthy of my life. And so two, three practices wasn't inspiring. So I asked him to buy me out. That was in October of 2017. Now we have in support well over hundreds practices. Mm. And, uh, you know, my mission is being fulfilled.
1: Yeah, the power of scaling is important, isn't it?
2: It sure is, yes. And you have to want it, right? It's like, you know, I ask people, "Why'd you get out of bed this morning?" And I hope they don't answer because I didn't die the night before,
1: right? Exactly. We've got a, a couple minutes or so to our first break. So tell us about scaling. How difficult was that? And how did you decide that that's something you really, really wanted to do? It
2: was never a question that I wanted to do it. I've, I, you know, it's interesting. I always knew I wanted to operate a billion dollar organization, right? And that's the game we're playing. The Zappos got to a billion dollars in 10 years. So I shared with my VP of sales, I said, game on, right? And so, um, you know, that was never a question. I really feel like I'm being used, uh, by, you know, by the universe to cause that. But, um, you know, scaling is not easy. It's it's very interesting. Uh, but I think the most important thing is mastery. I think the answer to how to scale quickly is to break down what the process is and like conveyor belt style, right? Like have some, they just master, master, master. And they know exactly what happens before their job. And they know exactly what happens after their job so that as a contributor to the company, you come efficient, et cetera, they can make recommendations, um, you know, before or after the process that they're responsible for having mastered, which contributes to the overall success of the company. And so that that's the, you know, that's the fun part. Now, Australia and Canada, you know, same thing, but it's really about the system producing the results. And our team, it's the integrity. A human being's job is to measure or is to monitor the integrity of a system. It's the system
1: that produces the result. Fantastic. So we're coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is Michael Bonanno. We are talking about scaling businesses. We're talking about providing virtual support solutions to businesses. And we'll talk more specifically about what the company is and how he helps the world when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's you never heard.
3: Can you imagine life as a shopping mall Santa? For one month a year, thousands of men don the suit, white beard, and answer the question asked most by the children who sit in their laps. Why are there so many Santas? If you're interested in becoming a shopping mall Santa, it's recommended that you enjoy being with kids rather than make a lot of money. If you don't quite have the chuffy body type for Santa, such as a large belly, pippin' face, or long white beard, don't worry, padding and a fake beard are happily supplied. Pippin' face means a round red face. Most companies who hire look-alike Santas have to train them in the areas of latest trends and toys, the names of his reindeer, and his address at the North Pole. And there's always a long wait to see Santa. What's a word for the fear of long waits? Macrophobia. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
1: Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Michael Bonanno, and we're going to talk about virtual support solutions, with it, which is his company, very shortly. If you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please do so. That would mean a lot. Leave a review. That'd be great. You can hear any episode that we've done here, and episode 400 is coming up in just a couple of months. I can't believe it. It's going to be amazing. So, Michael, let me ask you, what is your big why? Why do you do what you do?
2: Why do I do what i do I, mm-hmm. oh let's see uh you know i, I it, it has something to do with being committed to humanity, right? like what really is important to me is that people live a life they love
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh so I really do what I do so that those around me kind of live a life they love, yeah you know, and that is really, I mean, I'm a grinder, Brian. I, you know, my team knows if I'm up, I'll be up till two o'clock in the morning, whatever it's going to take to ensure that our team wins and that they live a life they love, then I'm fulfilled in that.
1: That's absolutely amazing. I love that. So what great lessons would you say that you learned early on that are serving you right now?
2: Uh, Some of the great lessons that I learned early on is that I am resilient. I've got Mm -hmm. grit and, um, uh, you know, it's always the chicken or the egg, right? So some of the challenges that I, at one point thought were unique to me, um, kept me from going out and really collaborating with and conversing and, and, and um, you know, now I'm clear that there are so many, you know, like, like a dentist issues, aren't just the dentist issues. The dentist issues is a business owner's issue. Yeah. Right. And so oftentimes I would say or hear, oh, yeah, that doesn't apply to me or that. So instead of that, it's like, well, I look at, well, inside the conversation we're having, the person I'm talking with generated that conversation. So somewhere there's an opportunity for me to learn something or map something onto what I was doing or maybe look at being just that much more responsible for the outcome or ensuring that increased level of integrity by which some system was performed or operated. So I think, um, you know, there's lots, lots of things, but uh, also that, um, you know, that those that have made it just kept going.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Right. And that really is it. Don't compare my level, you know, my third year, my fifth year to Amazon's 20 year, 25. Right. And they just keep going and then you end up where you end up. But if you know, but um, you know, that's what I've learned early on. I gave up my limousine company, I think way too early. If I was the man today that I was, then I would have held on longer, but I gave it up and, Um, but honestly, you know, obviously it wasn't in the cards this is really what's in the cards.
1: Right. I was, I'm meant to be exactly where I am. Absolutely. I love that. So let's talk about your current company. It's called virtual support solutions. Tell us specifically what you do.
2: Sure. So we support businesses anytime something can be managed more consistently and or reliably outside of their business, outside of their office. So for example, um, and we, we are a support company, right? One of my passions is to support businesses with maximizing opportunities. And in any business, there's only three lifelines to your business. You have the phone, you have online, and you have people walking in. A lot of businesses right now, people are not walking in. Right. And if some professional businesses, it would be rare that somebody would walk in anyways. Right. Then you have online. A lot of businesses don't have any online scheduling or online chat or what have you. And so, um, you know, they're missing the boat there. Um, and then you have the telephone services. So, like I shared earlier, 51% of a dentist's office where new patients were missed. And so, uh, you know, if, if the phone calls are getting missed, then you've got uh, one of those lifelines gone. If you have no internet, you've, you know, online scheduling or chat, then that lifeline is gone. And right now, likely people are not walking into your business. So now that lifeline is gone. And so business owners are experiencing pain in different ways. But the number one thing we want to do is make sure that the phones get answered. So that's what we do to support them virtually.
1: Absolutely. And so what that means is when somebody calls a business and you missed that call, it rolls over to you and your company answers it.
2: Yes. And and one of the things that we say is if we answer a call, that's not inside of your business. So if it's a sales call or it's a, um, you know, some telemarketer or a family call, we actually don't charge the business that we'll work with for those kinds of calls because we only want to make money when you make money, right? right. Like, we're an extension of your team. We're not an answering service, although some offices use us like an answering service. Some companies do, and it goes against everything I believe in, honestly. But I have to give up being right, right? This business uh-huh, yeah. thinks that it's better than not having the phone be answered, and it's not as good as one call resolution, which is what I stand for, right? Yeah. I don't want business owners utilizing our service and then expending additional overhead to now chase that client or that potential new client or that patient so not only did i pay for the call now i'm paying the overhead to now chase, you know play phone tag or what have you so but my team is like michael if this is how the business owner wants to use our service then so be it and i'm like can you get me on the phone with that business
1: owner please right Exactly. So (laughs) why would businesses resist wanting to enlist a service like this? Maybe they think, oh, we get all of our calls, but that's not true. You don't
2: know that. Oh my gosh. That's got to be the number one thing that I hear is, oh, we don't have that issue. And so then I say, do you know about our average office last month that didn't have that issue, but had an open mind, missed 87 phone calls, right? And And that's the most important. I always find myself in the relationships we have. I have with the business owners um, in our company, you know, is that I'm always thanking them for being open minded. See, Mm -hmm. never in the history of our lives, Brian, has Mm -hmm. virtual support ever had the kind of listening that it does right now. Yeah business owners that have employees that are not returning when you have business owners that have big visions big missions like they want to be up to something and they're not getting the kind of support that they need or maybe they are in some remote area where staff is just slim yeah. or You know, or they're in a profession where staff is slim. When they train us, for example, when we take their inbound calls, we have a step-by-step onboarding process that essentially allows us to be very good at taking care of the callers that you would have. Then, for example, we said, you know, there's reporting and all of that stuff. So we work with the companies to ensure that, you know, we know who the reporting needs to go to. They get it every single call. They get it every single morning, an actual manifest style of reporting. But, you know, one of the things that I hear is that we don't miss calls or, oh, on the weekends, one of my employees takes the phone home or, um, you know, there's this, a company that did a study, and it was uh, Dental Economics. This study: seventy-five percent of
1: people that reach voicemail don't leave one. Right. I don't, especially yeah, if it's I, if, especially if it's somebody that I don't know. I'm yeah, shopping.
2: I, if I'm looking for a business, like my washer had an issue, and I was like, you know, I'm a busy guy. I, I have ten minutes to schedule this appointment. Get somebody out here fix this darn washer Mm -hmm. so i google it first call i make no answer second call i make no answer third call i make 10 minutes later i got the guy who's coming in tomorrow he's going to fix it 150 dollars later i'm on with my life yes but you know that is the most important thing for business owners to get you know unless they are being specifically referred to you for some reason by someone they're not calling twice, and oftentimes, they're not leaving a voicemail.
1: Absolutely. So let's break down some math on this. You said the average business misses 87 calls a month that they don't realize they're missing. That's just three or four calls a day, and you might think, oh, that's not much. But what if one of those calls every single day resulted in a new customer? That's going to add up fast, isn't it?
2: It is. And here's what I invite business owners to know. And if if I can't imagine any of your listeners don't know this, but you know, what I always am sharing is what is your average value per client? What is your average value per customer? Yeah. And then here's the next thing is oftentimes business owners will think that it's their marketing that's not working. Like I used to think, oh man, I put all this money into postcards, for example, or, you know, pay-per-click and, Mm and, and, it's not working because i'm not getting the new customers that i need to get from this campaign well it may not be that the campaign's not working it may be just that the phones aren't being answered as often or as consistently as you think
1: yeah because even yeah. though you have yeah even though you have a staff they might be on a call with someone else and someone else is trying to call simultaneously and that person doesn't leave a message Lots of things.
2: I was just getting a massage on Thursday, and I'm standing there. The phone is ringing. Then finally, the girl says, "Can that? Can you hold on one sec?" I'm thinking, like, sure, yeah. So she picks up the phone and says, "Can you hold, please?" Right away, right? Puts the phone on hold, and then I don't know how long she was finishing checking me out. But this caller, who if it was new now has an experience of like, geez, I'm just the number. I'm waiting on hold for two, three, four minutes, which by the way, on hold feels like a a millennium. It does. And so, yes, and the staff wants to do a great job. They want to answer the phones, but there's actually even been studies that have showed that outsourcing all of your calls or all of your, let's say, new client calls that are coming from specific marketing campaigns or what have you, will result in the higher ROI because there is no interruption at the in-office level. Right? Absolutely, so, yep. And, and we know that new customers, unfortunately, call at the wrong time. Yeah. I mean, I just, I stepped into the restroom. I went to go do this. I'm checking the mail. Something happens. She said, I'm on the call with somebody else and the phone is ringing. And now I've got to ch- let that go to voicemail And given the statistics, we're not making any of this up. When our team called offices throughout the country, let oh, just fifty-one percent of them happened to answer the phone. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
2: you know, the numbers lie. It's just a matter of whether or not we're willing to accept that the numbers could even, you know, that the numbers are what the numbers are, and then willing to take action. The smart thing with us is that. For example, businesses only pay for the calls we answer. So otherwise, it's completely free.
1: Absolutely. And we're coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Michael Bonanno. And we're talking about his company, Virtual Support Solutions, and how he helps businesses answer their phones. And they do a lot more than that. We'll talk about some of that when we come back as well. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.bryankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's Briankwright.com.
0: This is the TokeNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If
1: you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush.
0: And we
1: are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, please go ahead and do that. You can go to successprofilesmagazine.com and every month it's a digital magazine where you can read about personal development and business issues. People contribute, and the feature is usually someone who's been on the show, and it's really fantastic. Our first cover was Kevin Harrington back in December 2017. So those are the caliber of people that appear in Success Profiles Magazine. So you can subscribe. There's a $1 trial for seven days, successprofilesmagazine.com. Subscribe today. You will not regret it. So, Michael, let's talk about one specific client you had. And you mentioned earlier that you had one client whose ROI was 150 15 times their investment in, in their services with you. Tell us about that.
2: Sure. So that's actually a part of what we call a appointment generating. So the highest ROI that a, a client has experienced with us for call rollover is 76. Mm. So 76 times what they paid us is what they generated their average value per client. A thousand dollars. And so uh, that was very successful. We had also a client that, you know, one of the things that we do is, you know, oftentimes in offices, you think that your internal team is calling your, maybe your unscheduled active clients, right? Or uh, repeat customers that uh, should be repeat, but for some reason has fallen off the, the bandwagon. And so Oftentimes, we would ask our teams to call those, pa- those clients, those patients, and check in with them. And, um, and that is, often, you know, a lot of times the number one thing they don't want to do. So our team, for a dental office specifically, um, you know, we made 242 phone calls. We had 100 conversations that resulted in 53 appointments, which was 115 times what he paid us. And that's based on his average value per
1: customer. That is amazing. It that is. is amazing.
2: I know. So, when, I, when I share it, I like puff up my chest. I'm yeah. so excited. Like my team is amazing, right? One of our core values is excellence. And yeah. how we define that is so, we are so confident we put our name on it.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's, you know, that's from the, the person making the calls to the person that's checking insurance or the
1: person that's answering the phone. Uh, So that's that's pretty awesome stuff. Absolutely. And you talked just a little bit ago about how you not only take rollover calls from people who call in, but you call out to set appointments to fill up the business's calendar. You also do insurance billing and and credentialing for, for some of these offices too, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we're doing lead generation and we're doing lead servicing. So lead generation oftentimes is business to business, right? So our team makes I don't know up to 300 calls an hour, but on behalf of businesses that are interested in getting their product in front of other businesses. So for example, one uh, product that we have right now that I that's top of mind is a um, you know a virtual tour company has hired us to connect with um, businesses. And um, offer his services, his solutions, because people are not going into these these businesses. And so, um, you know, that's very cool, very fun, very successful. So I always am very, I always love hearing the types of businesses we're working with and what kinds of businesses we're going after for them. That's pretty cool. And then also, the, the businesses hire us to call their unscheduled active patients or their unscheduled active client base. We make an average of 18 calls, um, and connections. So we're, you know, we, our goal is to speak with as many people that we, as we can and convert as many of those conversations into whatever the desired outcome is for our client.
1: That's fantastic. I, I love that you guys do so much. So let's talk about who your ideal client is. I know that a lot of your clients are in the dental industry, but you also serve other types of clients. Like we mentioned before, um, Remodeling, landscaping, handyman, perhaps attorneys, uh, perhaps even solopreneurs?
2: Yeah. So I I say that our, our ideal client is a entrepreneur that wants to be up to something, right? So we are the space and we take the actions that are required success to show up. So in supporting of entrepreneurs and business owners, we support them by creating a structure that allows them to do their one thing and still have their business thriving, regardless of what may be happening internally. So like in a dental office, for example, at the end of the day, you need a dentist and a dental assistant. So in COVID, for example, where a lot of dental uh, team members were not returning, We were like, as long as you have a dental assistant that can check a patient out, then we can do everything else for your business. And we, our clients are using us for three, four, five solutions per office. Mm. And that's pretty exciting, right? Because, you know, that that tells me that's one of the measures that I look at when I see, you know, and I think through how our team is doing. Yeah. now, they say if a person is paying you for one solution um, and they like it, they'll if they like writing you checks, then find additional reasons for them to like to write you checks.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. So your organization has a solid set of core values. You alluded to that earlier. One of them is excellence. But tell us about your core values and how that impacts your business.
2: Sure. So we bump everything against the core values. So it's RISE, results, inspiration, servant leadership, and excellence. So results, how we share our results is we are unwavering in our commitment to achieving desired outcomes. And then inspiration is we challenge the status quo and stand for anything is possible, Servant leadership, we expand the power and potential of the human spirit. And then excellence, we are so confident we put our name on it.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. How has your business been impacted by the pandemic? I would imagine your business has done very well during the yeah. pandemic.
2: Sometimes I feel kind of nasty, to be honest. To hear about all of the terrible and tragic things that are happening around the world and here you have a business that is growing leaps and bounds. I mean, just insane growth we are experiencing, and um, that's pretty exciting. But you know, we don't. We're taking. Um, we're being a yes, right? And we're a virtual support company that's committed to supporting independent entrepreneurs. And so, in the event an entrepreneur independent entrepreneur wants to be up to something and they're not being supported in the way that they need to, and that support can be provided somewhat remotely, then we're a yes. My answer is if it's just training someone, then we're a yes. What do you need from us? Uh And oftentimes, entrepreneurs are also spending way too much money to get information to help them make data-based and data-driven decisions, And so they can use our company and outsource. We provide them with a manager, outsource, you know, the work that needs to get completed for them, whether it's weekly reporting or monthly reporting or or whatever it might be. And we're able to cut costs significantly, saving them up to 78 percent, depending on the situation.
1: That's fantastic. So when you onboard a new business to work with, what does that look like?
2: Well, that looks like Kathy, who's really incredible business owner, Her husband was uh, a dentist, and she was a former dental consultant. Uh, but we have a team of people that begin to go into action. But one of the first conversations is a conversation with Kathy to go over technology, if we're scheduling appointments, or if we are, uh, you know, really just to understand the scope of what we're doing. And then they just go through a step-by-step onboarding process that's been customized to you know the the industry and what we know about that industry, and then um, and then it goes on through to training, which then you know puts together videos and training modules for our team. Then it gets rolled out to the team, and we go live. Thankfully, so many of the solutions that we provide are just plugging business owners into an already existing and already working solution. So yeah. when the business wants call rollover because, you know, again, with us, it's free unless you need it, right? Like you don't pay us anything unless you miss a call and then we answer that call, that's it. And so um, there's no reason not to have it. I ask business owners, would you rather be right that you're not missing calls or, you know, would you rather be right about not missing calls rather than looking at something like, solution like ours or outsourcing or what have you.
1: Yeah, exactly. You
2: know,
1: yeah. yeah. We've got about three minutes or so to our next break. Let's talk about leadership. How do you build leaders in your organization? Cause I'm sure leadership training is a part of your culture, right?
2: It is. And you know, the leadership training is really amazing. You hire smart people and then you get out of their way. Right. I love it. And one of the things that I did early on was I made sure we had somebody and she's got a master's in organizational development and she's extremely uh, skilled at and has a passion for culture. And so I think more so it's about finding the right person that you can trust when we say so confident, we put our name on it. I'm clear that when she does what she does, She's only operating in a way that puts my name on it. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. And she's really, um, you know, and I don't, you know, building leaders, we don't, we're not babysitters. No, it really down to how we communicate with people, how we uh, listen them, as I would say, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, um, you know, we fulfill on their needs and, and we're, we're committed to creating a lifestyle company. You know, people need time off. It's a yes. Whatever we can do to make our team's lives enjoyable, we do it.
1: Yeah. We've got about a minute and a half to our final break. How do you pick your team? What criteria do you use?
2: It's a great question. Uh, first off is that they have to be a yes to what it is that we're creating for them inside of what they would be accountable for, mm-hmm. right? Like they always... Have to be a yes. And second, uh, you know, but first is we want to really uh, know who they are at their core. Do they operate with integrity? Are they, are they you know, what does commitment look like and sound like um, to them? And uh, really, we just, we want somebody that's going to tell it to us straight because only inside of communication, that's just, it is what it is. Can our company grow? And we need team members on our team that are willing to um, but not just be a yes. If you and I always have the same opinion, I don't need you.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and also they need to generate themselves. If they right. don't generate they
1: don't last very long on our team. Fantastic. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Michael Bonanno. We're talking about outsourcing your administrative and sales support to other companies so that you can do what you do best. We will come right back. This is Successful Profiles Radio.
0: The Mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio.
1: If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush.
0: This is the TokiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never
3: heard. July marks the beginning of air conditioning appreciation days. But who invented the air conditioner anyway? Air conditioning was originally invented to cool large machines used in factories, not people. Willis-Havlin Carrier was granted a patent in 1906 for his apparatus for cooling the air. Nowadays, the air conditioner has just become something for husbands and wives to fuss about. I'm always cold to the point of heripelation, while my husband's always hot and sweaty. So we're constantly adjusting the thermostat, trying to find a temperature setting we can both agree on. What do you call a person who quibbles over details? A pedophaguer.
0: It's words you words.
3: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show this is success profiles radio and here again is your host brian k wright and
1: we are back this is success profiles radio my very special guest this week is michael bonano and if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcast, please do so. That would be awesome. Leave a review. Five stars, please, if it's worth it. And I hope it is. And Michael, we are back. Let me ask you, as the CEO of a company, I'm sure every day looks very different, but what does your typical day-to-day look like?
2: Oh, typical day-to-day would be, uh, you know, I live in North Scottsdale, Arizona, so I usually walk every morning. And during the walk, I'm on the phone with executives, you know, my senior, my VPs and uh, COO. And um, then I just touch base with different members on our team. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm uh, talking with our leaders in, Austria, in um, you know, the Philippines and Mexico. We have uh, business in three countries. So I'm, uh, I'm working on deals there. I'm on the phone with other CEOs and, and brainstorming and collaborating. Most importantly, though, I'm connecting people all day long right like honestly that's what i do all day long so talking with whether they're friends or new uh, new people i'm connecting with people on my team to forward conversations to introduce them to other people um you know cuz that's really that's really where my passion is the connections
1: i love that so how do you know when it's time to expand your business because you've done that was there a tipping point where you realized you know what i need help i need to sp- expand out
2: Yes, so you know I thought uh, some time ago that I would I could own a hundred percent of a couple million dollar business or I could you know partner with the right people and bring in the right team and really grow this thing uh, to to becoming a billion dollar business and so i I chose the latter and brought together an amazing team and how we know when to hire is we really let the data tell us right so we have to remove the emotion because what will happen is you get so excited. A guy like me gets so excited about the future and what, what is and what's coming that, I mean, you, you could hire and sink the boat, right? You can, you can get anything done if you throw enough bodies at it. Right. I'm thankful that my team actually is like, whoa, 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 slow down, hold on. Let's look at this and that. And, and then, um, you know, we look at what's being generated, what's going on, and, and we let the data st- and and what's in the pipeline uh, tell us uh, when to hire.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I suppose expanding internationally is a different challenge, too. You also have accounts in Canada and Australia, too, right?
2: Yeah, and that's a whole nother you know, set of um, opportunities because of the time zone difference and the currency conversion difference and the different laws that exist for privacy protection and things like that. It's wonder how some of the CEOs and uh, some of these large corporations and all the different things that have to get known. It's amazing, starting from nothing, growing through to something, and all that you learn along the way as an entrepreneur. It's it's pretty pretty exciting but for me i've always i've been the guy that says hey what's your skill set what's your superpower awesome Mm -hmm. join my team and do that right yeah and that's that's worked out for us you have some 60 some people on our team now and um you know growing
1: every day what is your superpower
2: gosh my my superpower is um This is going to sound maybe kind of cheesy, but my superpower is getting people connected to that they, you know, that they have a superpower and then allowing them to get that. It's okay to be that, like they don't have to do everything to be everything to everyone, just, you know, and really helping to co-discover that and then allow and creating an opportunity for them to be that and then have them
1: living a life they love. I love that. What is the biggest risk you've ever taken in business? And did it work out?
2: The biggest risk I've taken in business is giving up a large portion of my company and, um, you know, to become that billion dollar company. And uh, some of the team members on my team, you know, when you get the kind of players that we have on our team, it takes something. So I gave up a large portion of equity in the companies, and uh, I would say that, yes, it is, it is working out.
1: I love it. What do very few people know about you that might surprise us? Very
2: few people know about me. Let's see. Well, you know that I, I didn't graduate in ninth grade. A lot of people don't know that because I surround right. myself with all kinds of doctors and people. But uh, one thing that you should know about me is I'm a three-time national roller figure skating champion. Really? Yeah, so that's, uh, it's coming back too, Brian, as you know, everyone's roller skating these days. Yes. And, and I'm seeing it all over the place. So yeah, that's what I spent my childhood doing uh, up until about 18 years old. I was traveling the country competing um, uh, with a, a skating partner and, wow. um, you know, winning championships.
1: Wow. I imagine you've probably seen Xanadu then. What is it? The movie Xanadu?
2: Oh, you know, I, honestly, Brian, I don't even know how to turn my
1: TV on. Oh, okay. I well, know. That, that was sure. a movie that Olivia Newton-John was in back in, like, 1980. Oh, I, you know, I did the, see that. Yes, yes, yes. Roller skating, yeah. ago. The, the movie was terrible, but the music was fantastic. That's my take. Yes.
2: And wasn't, was not John Travolta in that?
1: No, but Gene Kelly was.
2: Gene Ke- okay, okay. That God. was Gene
1: Kelly's last role.
2: Yes, I did see that some time ago, yeah. Long yeah,
1: time that's. That's fantastic. So tell us about the free offer that you have for us, because this is really amazing. If you've thought about sourcing out any part of your business, Michael's Company is is the team to handle this. What is your free offer?
2: Sure. So one of the things I welcome everyone to do is call and have a discovery call with one of our relationship managers. You'll never know the difference we can make until you hear and learn about the difference we're already making for others. And that's why I spend a lot of my time thanking business owners for being Mm open-minded and allowing themselves to be supported and supported by experts. So what we've done for call rollover, because that's even though I'll share this with you, Brian, it's, it's our least profitable solution, but it's my most passionate solution. Right. And so, I mean, even at a time when the team says, you know, Get rid of this, blah, blah. I'm like, nope. this makes the biggest difference for business owners. And so um, thankfully, we don't have to have those conversations anymore inside the growth that we've had. So I'm happy about that. But uh, we'd like to extend uh, your first 10 calls free. And that will allow you the opportunity to you know, experience the service you know, and, and get the ducks in the row that need to be in the row. Because each business will have a different intake conversation. Yeah. Right, they have different FAQs or questions that their clients or their patients are asking, and so we'll put all of that together to make sure our team is informed. Great thing about that also is, inside a growth or transition of team members, um, once we're trained, we're trained. Mm-hmm. So then we take on training. You eliminate it, mm-hmm. and we had a doctor actually in in Chicago. Called and was started. Asked some questions. The relationship manager says, "Are you tra- Are you training somebody new?" And he says, "Yes." And she says, "Well, how about this? Let's arrange a call, and I'll go ahead and train her on the systems that are working in your office." Right. Wow. So that was very helpful for him because he had lost his team. Mm. So to the listeners, um, you know, ten free calls come check it out. There's no, no startup costs. There's no contracts. There's no minimums. You use it as you need it. And the only thing we ask is that if you're going to use it, that you use it as it's been designed. Yeah. But of course, if you want to pay us the same to take messages for you, well, I guess we have to do that, but it's not my, not my favorite.
1: Yeah. Cool. How important is gratitude for you?
2: Gratitude super important. Gratitude, um, I love somebody once said gratitude, the attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Right. And that is, um, you know, I was talking with one of our one of our leaders this morning uh, on a call and she shared, you know, our job is to make sure that our client is happy. And during that call, I was really clear that given my role, you know, it's my job to make sure that my team is happy. I've got five executives that answer directly to me um, and then they have their teams. But, you know, my job is to make sure that those that are directly accountable for me to me are happy and that they're engaged, enrolled, inspired and operating side of our values. And that, um, you know, our commitments are alive throughout the organization.
1: Absolutely. If you could talk to the 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell him?
2: Oh, gosh. I would say um, just don't do anything that you may at some point in the
1: future spend time regretting. Mm. Yeah, that's excellent advice. Who inspires and motivates you? This is the question I ask everyone toward the end.
2: Yeah, I have a lot of people that inspire and motivate me. I surround myself with really incredible people. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the most inspiring, um, that I would have to say is that her name is Dr. Hale Bazar again, and, uh, a conversation with her and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. She's a gift to the planet. And, um, you know, I just, I can, I love spending as much time with
1: her as possible. That's fantastic. Less than two minutes until the end. How can we find you and learn more about you and take advantage of the software that you were talking about?
2: Sure. Best way to reach us is to contact us at 844-244-9565 or go to vsscallcenter.com. So V like virtual, S like support, S like solutions. com.
1: I love it. That is fantastic. So I do want to ask... Um, what's your ne- What's next for you as we wrap up?
2: yeah, what's next for me? I mean I've got a two hour executive meeting tonight, and um really it's we had an all weekend what be we called a, a off site this past weekend, so you know two days of intensive development of our company and and our next hundred and twenty days into. 2021. Yes. And, you know, I'm just really excited about getting under my team and being the support that they
1: need to get our initiatives through the finish line. And, Fantastic. And- Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for being here today. It was really awesome to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they accomplished, what they did, and what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Until next week, take care of yourselves, be great, and don't ever give up on what you're doing. Have a great one, everyone. Goodbye.